Good morning. Grace and peace to you. Truly want to welcome Mike back and also Christy. And then also uh, our ARC encounterers made their trip and came back safely, so we're thankful for that and eager to hear your thoughts about that, uh, that whole adventure. We'll put it that way. Let's open up to Matthew 4. I'm going to read the first part of this. Very early in his ministry, after his baptism, Jesus was led into the wilderness for the Spirit to face off with the devil. And he faced him down, didn't give in to any of his temptations. But it's just amazing to me, uh, being the Son of God, the Son of Man, God in a human body, here as we read about this, that he was 40 days in the wilderness without food. And uh, I couldn't do that. I don't know, have you ever thought about that? Could you do that? I can't go 40 minutes without food, you know? You <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about food later on. But because of that situation here, uh, look at, let's look at start in verse 3. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, you know, questioning him, command that these stones become bread. Because, you know, after 40 days, you've got to be hungry. You know, make some bread there and enjoy yourself. But he answered, meaning Jesus, and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Quote from Deuteronomy 8.3, A vital truth for all mankind. Just an aside here, noticing that here Jesus, as the Son of God, identifies with us because he says, man shall not live by bread alone. He puts himself in that category. We know that we need bread or food for the body to live and function properly. That's a given. But Jesus says here there's something... uh, equally important. He might be implying that it's more important. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We need the the bread, the food for the body, but we also know we are not just a body, are we? Like the evolutionists would have us to believe that all we are is elements and and uh, chemical processes and so forth, and that's all we are. And that we just are reacting to an environment. That we have a spirit, a soul, a heart, a mind, all this inner person that needs fed. Fed by the Word of God. Got a little visual up here for us to help remember. I want to thank Shirley for helping me and for setting this up. We've got our bread here. And we've got 
our other bread here. So maybe this will help us to remember this lesson. It's interesting, he says, not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Not just a few of them. Not just the ones that I like to hear. Not, the, not my favorite stories. Not the ones that just make me feel good. But even as we sang in that song, Jimmy, just let us in. Sometimes we need correction, don't we? I don't like to hear that sometimes when I'm off track and I'm doing something wrong, but we, we need that if we're going to follow the Lord. Every word, that's a lot of words. In the original manuscripts, I, uh, I googled this, 545,202 words in the original manuscripts. In the New American Standard, and this, is, this holds true for most of the later translations, 782,815 words. And I think that helps to show the difficulty it is to translate from one language to another because you just can't pick one word and take it to another language. I mean, a lot of them, it just doesn't work that way. So uh, anyway, that's kind of an aside, but that's a lot of words. And, and Jesus is reminding us we take care of our bodies, but there's much, much more that we need to take care of as far as ourselves, and that's that inner person, that spirit, that soul. Let's go to John 1 as we kind of take a look at this word. Everybody's going, Jeff's going to his favorite chapter, and maybe it is. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has not come into, that has come into being. The, uh, the word for word here in the Greek is logos. And it means the expression of thought, word as the expression of intelligence. So what it is, you know, the God has a mind, obviously, and he has thoughts, and he has purposes, and so forth. But when he expresses those, that's logos. That's language, that's talking, that's speaking, that's communication. And now this logos is not simply... Uh, a religious term. I mean, this was the normal term for any person. You have a thought, and we all have thoughts, and then we express them. That's the word lagos. You have expressed what you are thinking in your heart. This word, this logos, was with God and was God. Verse 14 says, And the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. Glory is of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. And that helps us to make the connection that this word of God, this God, this person of God, became flesh. This is Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, when he was born, born of the Virgin Mary, born by the power of the Holy Spirit, 
the Word of God became human. He became God living the life of a man. And as I understand Scripture, he is still the same. Glorified, the right hand of the Father, but still Jesus of Nazareth, a man, God being man. John 6. Let's make this connection. We have the Word became flesh, dwelt among us. John says we saw his glory, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In John 6, and you can read that chapter, it's an extensive, extensive discourse. Jesus is trying to get the people to see who he is, as he did in many of his teachings. Verse 45, it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. These are the words of Jesus. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father, speaking of himself. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the man in the wilderness and they died. He was speaking in the context of Israelites and they had been discussing how they had gone through the wilderness and God provided the manna through Moses, okay, so that they could live all those, through those 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Verse 50, this is the bread which comes down out of heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. Not like when they ate of the manna in the wilderness, but still they died. He is talking spiritually here. Verse 51, I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever, and the bread also which I give for the life of the world is my flesh. And we just experienced that, if you will, in the Lord's Supper. Remembering him on the cross, giving his body for us. So he is the living bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. I am the living bread. Can you make the connection? Jesus is talking about himself. Bread for the body. Bread for the soul. This book we have, this, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, the book of God, inspired by God, the writers inspi were inspired by God, and they put down what the Holy Spirit wanted them to write. But that is the Logos, you see. That is the mind of God that has been written down. It's there for us to read and study and to live by. That is, if you will, Jesus on a page. He is the word of God. This is the word we have. To say these are the only words of God, words that God ever had, I, I don't think is right. God existed in eternity. Okay? I don't think every word of God is recorded in this book. 
I don't think that would be a, a true statement. But this is what has been recorded for us, given to us in a book for us to follow. And we read in Peter that, you know, we have all everything that is sufficient for life and godliness. It has all been given to us. This is, Jesus was the living bread. This is the word of God. This is the living word of God, as the Hebrew writer says, right? Word of God, quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That word quick, which comes from the Old King James is translated in newer versions, living. The word is alive. It's Jesus. Let's talk about every word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's compare what we eat for our body and what we eat for our soul. How much do you eat in a week? That's kind of a loaded question, right? Like a loaded baked potato. You get that nice baked potato with, you start out with the butter, right? And then the sour cream. And then, Jerry's with me. Cheddar cheese, bake, bacon bits, little broccoli. Yeah, it's a meal, okay? All right. We, we got to eat. I'm not saying we don't eat. But I think most of us eat too much. I, you know, Shirley's always saying, you better watch it. Better watch it. Better watch it. You ever hear that in your house? Better, yeah, better slow down. You don't need any more. But God has given us so many good things, you know. Uh, how many cups of coffee a day do you need? And sandwiches. And Mike was talking about turkey sandwiches this morning. Pasta and Debbie cakes. French fries, ice cream, chocolate, you know. Well, we could go on and on and on, all this good stuff. So we eat a lot. And we're thankful, especially in this country, we have more than we need. You know, amen to that. More than we need. Some, some places they don't. They, they're just still scratching along in this world, and that's a shame. And uh, we need to pray that those kinds of situations can be rectified. But we are blessed here. So we ask, how much do you eat? Now, let me ask this. How many times a week do you eat? And we talk about getting your three square meals a day. It's your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? And that's all you eat, right? Not hardly, right? How many times we're going back there to the pantry, and what, what do we got? You open up that refrigerator door. How many of you heard, as kids, quit standing there with that door open? Uh-huh. What do we got to eat? Okay, looking in the, the candy jar, if you got one of those, we have uh, four of them right now. Uh, yeah, yikes, we really got to watch that. Hmm. So we eat a lot, probably more than we need. 
But now, okay, I'm just saying we do. Now, okay, we have bread for the body, food for the body. What about for the soul? And let's just say we're saying the soul is just as important as the body because, you know, we want the body to live. But, uh, you know, the body can exist, I think, on a lot less than we think it can. I think God has designed it that way. If you ever talk about anybody who's been in stressful situations, and maybe you have, you, you didn't eat a lot. You didn't want to eat. Uh, you talk to soldiers on a battlefield. Yeah, they got their little meals, but you know, wow, when they're, when they're going at it, they're not hungry. They can go, go, go. God has designed us that way. How much of the bread of life do you feed on in a week? If, in fact, we're saying this, they're the same, body and spirit, I'm, I'm thinking this is more important over here, the soul, the spirit side, because it, that actually is what helps guide what we do with the body, isn't it? I'm talking reading. I'm talking studying. I'm even talking meditating reflecting on the Word of God and the truths that are in here. You know, that's, that's a, just a question for you to answer. When Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God, do you think we should take him seriously? How often should we feed on it, reflect on it, study it? I know it's, it's very rich, okay? This, this is very rich food. You can take one little narrative, a couple of verses, and you can, uh, can live on that for quite a while. As long as you think about it, reflect on it, there's a lot of truths there. So we're not necessarily talking about spending hours and hours and hours every day, but we are seeing that this is necessary for us to be healthy. Let's look at it this way. Let's go to Psalm 119. And the, uh, the parallels we pointed out before between the physical world and the spiritual world are so great, so many. You know, God designed it that way for us to learn these lessons. Why do we eat? Why do we eat for the body? We're going to do a little comparison here. Well, one of the reasons we eat is to ward off disease and to be, stay healthy, right? You've got to eat good, balanced meals, stay healthy so you don't get sick, all right? And that's what we want. Psalm 119.11. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Sin is the disease of the soul, isn't it? Sin is what brings on death. So there's a parallel. We feed on that word of God so we don't sin against God. We, understand, we learn the truths of God. And as Don prayed, we bring them back to mind when we're in a tough situation and say, what does God say about this? What should I do? What, what, how does he help me in making a decision and standing for what's right? Another reason we eat is to grow. Now, some of us are kind of done growing. 
and we don't need to grow anymore. But for all the little ones here, they need to eat to grow, right? You've got to have some good nourishing food to grow. Psalm 119.32 I shall run the way of your commandments, for you will enlarge my heart. We all need to continue to grow spiritually. To have a, a, a larger heart, a larger understanding of God. More room for love, more room for kindness, for the gifts of the Spirit, and for, for doing the things, the will of God. But we learn that through the Word. What is that? What are those things? We draw closer to God through the Word. The third thing I have down here is we, we eat for the body to have strength. All right, to keep up, you heard that, keep up, you got to keep up your strength, especially when somebody's been sick, you know. Get them the chicken soup, right? Got to get your strength back, so we eat. Psalm 119, 28. My soul weeps because of grief. Strengthen me according to your word. You see? We find strength. We know that's the truth. We hear about Jesus. We hear about his, his faithfulness to us. We hear the promises of God. We understand uh, that God loves us, okay? There's forgiveness in Christ. These things give us strength. That the, the word of truth gives us strength for, for daily living. Then, how many of us eat just because we like to? Come on. Just because you enjoy a bowl of ice cream, pizza, chocolate, you're right, I... I I don't need to, I never say, I don't need this, but oh boy, let's go, let's go out and get a piece of pie, a pie a la mode. Same thing from the Word of God. Psalm 119, 47, I shall delight in your commandments which I love. You know, we, we should never look at reading and studying the Word of God is like schoolwork. I know some of, some of us like school and some of us have a little trouble with school, okay? If school's good, we've got to have school, we've got to learn, all right? But when it comes to the Word of God, sometimes it's like, oh man, this is hard, this is drudgery. Do I really have to read this? But we need to learn to delight in learning, delight in learning the Word of God. One oh, Psalm 103, there, 119, 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Oh, yeah. It just, it just tastes good in my soul to hear these wonderful words from God. Glorious words. Yeah, I want, I want to feed on this word. You know, some of us have favorite subjects in school, don't we? Whatever it is. Maybe you like your social studies or your English, your literature, or math. A lot of people don't like math, but whatever. You got your favorite subjects. We need to learn to make the scriptures one of our subjects that we really like. And then the Psalm 119.25, uh, a bottom line reason we eat is so we don't die. Right? We want to stay alive. You've got to eat. You've got to eat. Verse 25 in Psalm 119. 
My soul cleaves to the dust. This man's going down. Revive me according to your word. Revive me. Bring me back to life. Give me life according to your word. So we have these these marvelous parallels here about eating for the body and eating for the soul. I just have a couple scratchings here as I was reviewing the lesson. How many of us are kind of starving ourselves to death spiritually? Think about it. We're undernourished, weak, and dying inside. Got to feed that soul. Okay, let's wrap up with 2 Timothy 3. Here Paul gets us back to the scripture, the word that's written. 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God or God-breathed, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. We could go through all those. We're not going to do that right now. But here's the bottom line. So that the man of God the woman of God, the person of God, the one who follows Jesus, may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Some translations there have complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Bottom line. Feeding on the living bread, the word of God, the Holy Scriptures, keeps us fit, keeps us alive, gives us strength, we're properly trained, we can face life, and the ups and downs of life, and we've all had them and there'll be others. You hate to say that, but that's life. Some hard times come. There's good times, there's difficult times. And, you know, in the, in the, in the good times, we remember, it's God that blesses us. And in the hard times, we remember... God is still with us, and he'll help me through this. And it's the word of God that helps to strengthen us for all those times. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The lesson is yours. If anybody this morning needs uh, prayer, as always, we make that offer. Situations in your life that are overwhelming, very difficult. We're here to pray with you and to pray for you, and we can do that before you leave. If you're ready to obey the gospel and give your life to this Jesus, the one who faced off Satan there in the wilderness and later in at the cross, he gave his, gave his life so that we might live. And we have all these things and more recorded in the scriptures for us to strengthen us to face the devil ourselves from day to day. If you want to obey the gospel and give your life to Jesus, we can assist you this morning. If you'll come while we stand and sing, Brother Jim.